0: Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson Book two The Sea Cook Chapter nine Powder and Arms The Hispania Folia lay some way out. We went under the figureheads and round the sterns of many other ships, their cables, somewhat times grafted underneath our keel, sometimes swung above us, at last ever, we got alongside when met, as saluted as we had stepped aboard by the mate, Mr Arrow, a brown old sailor with earrings, his ear in a squirt squint. He and the squire were very thick and friendly, as soon as though that things were not the same between Mr Toroni and the captain. This last was a sharp-looking man, seemed angry with everything on board, but soon to tell us why, for he had hardly got down Cabin, when the sailor followed us. Captain Smollett, sir, ask him to speak with you, said he. I am always at the captain's orders. Show him in, said the squire. The captain was close behind his messenger I entered at once and shut the door behind him. Well, Captain Smollett, what have you to say? Ah, oh, well I-, I hope. I hope all ship shape and seaworthy. well oh, sir, said the captain, Well I better speak plain. I believe, at the risk of offence, I don't like this cruise. I don't like the men. I don't like my officer. That's short and sweet. But, uh, sir, you don't like a sh- the ship," inquired the squire, very angry as I could see. I can't speak as to that, sir. But having seen or tried," said the captain, "these seeing the clever craft. More oh, I can't say. Pussy, sir, you may not like your employer either," says the squire. But here, Doctor Lindsay, cut in. Stay a bit, said he, stay a bit, no use for such questions as that would produce ill feeling. Captain said too much, as he has said too little, and bound to say will quiet of explanation. His words, you don't, you say, like the criss why not? Or well, he's a geese, sir, on what we call stilled orders, to has sailed his ship, a gentleman where he should bid me. Said so Captain, so far so good, I now I find every man before the mast." knows more than I do. I don't call it fair. Now, do you? No, said Doctor oh, no, Lindsay, I don't. Next, said the captain, I learn with going after treasure. Hear it for my own ends. I do. Now, treasure is trickish work. I don't like treasure works. On my account, I don't like them, above all, when they are secret. And when, begging your pardon, Mr. Trolley, the secret has been told to the parrot. Silver's parrot, said the squire. It's way you're speaking, said so the captain. Black like I mean, in my belief neither you gentlemen know what you're about. But I tell you my way, life or death are you close a close run? It's all clear, I dare say and, and that's true enough, replied doctor Lindsay. We take the risk, but we are not so ignorant as to believe as to believe us. Next you would say you don't like the crew. Are you they not good seamen? I don't like them, sir, returned Captain Smollett. I think I should have had them choosing my own ends. We go to that. Perhaps he should, replied the doctor. My friend should perhaps be taking me along with him. But it's light. But it's light. If there be one, it was unintentional. And you don't like Mr. Arrow? I don't, sir. I believe mean, he's a good seaman. Well, you do too free to crew. Be he got office for him. A uh, mate might sh- should find himself to himself. Do Don't drink with a man before the mast. Do you mean he drinks? cried the squire. No, sir, replied the captain. Only that isn't too familiar. Well then, now then, and short along of it, captain, said the, asked the Doctor. Tell us what you want. We old gentlemen you are determined to go on this cruise like I am, cried the squire. Very good, said the captain. Then you then you heard me very patiently saying things that I could not prove. Hear me a few words more. They're putting the powder in their arms in the fall. Out. Now, you've got a good place under the cabin. Now, you not put them there, first point. Then you bring four of your own people with you. They tell me some of them are to be birthed forward. Why not give them the berths? you behind the cabin. Second point. Any more, asked One more, said the captain. There's been too much bubbling already. Well, too much, agreed the doctor. i tell you what, I myself, continued Captain Smollett. And you have a map of a lion that crosses the ma- la- map to show where treasure is, and that treasure lies, and he's named the latitude and longitude exactly. I never heard that. I never told that, said the course, wire to a soul, and hands now. The hands know it, sir, returned so the captain. There's he. That must have been you, too. Or oh, Hawkins cried the I don't much, much, doesn't matter much who it was, replied the doctor. I can see that neither he nor the captain paid much regard to Mr. Fertoloni's protections. Neither did I, to be sure. He's too loose to talk to. In this case, I believe he's already right. And nobody had told the situation on the island. Well, gentlemen, continued the captain, I don't know what has this as his map, but I am making a point. It should be kept secret even from me and my arrow, Mr. Arrow. Otherwise I should would ask you to let me resign. I see, said the doctor, you wish to keep this daughter dark, and make a garrison a stern point part of the ship, a man, my friends, own people, valued at all arms and pound on board. In other words, you feel mutiny. Sir, said Captain Swannick, with no intention to take offence. Why know your right to put words in my mouth? No, Captain Sir, would be justified going to say it all. You found you were ground enough to say that. As Mr. Arrow, I believe him thoroughly. Honest, some, I men are the same. I may be, but I know. I am responsible for the ship's safety, the life of every man, Jack of Boulder, though. I see things going, as I think not quite right. I ask my, you, to make certain precautions, or let me resign my berth. That's all. Close, Mollett, and Doctor with a smile. Did you ever hear the fable of the mountain and the mouse? Excuse me, I dare say you remind me of that fable. When you came in here, let's take my wig, you meant more than this. Doctor, said the captain, you were smart, but when I came in here, I meant to get discharged. I no thought that Mr. Wally would hear a word. No why'd I word I would, cried the squire. Had Lindsay he been here, not been here, I should have seen to you the juice. As it is, I have heard you, and will do as you desire, and think the worst of you. As you that as you please, sir, said the captain, that I find I do my duty. But that he took his lead, Tony, said the doctor, contrary to all my notions, believe you have managed to get two honest his men aboard, with you know that man and don't John Silver. Silver, if you like, cried the captain. As the intolerable humbug, I declare, I think this conduct unmanly man and sailorly, and we downright and English. Well, said the doctor, We shall see. When we come on deck the man began, and ready to take out arms and powder, yelling at their work. Captain Mr Arrow stood by superintending. The new arrangement was quite to my liking. The whole schooner had been overhauled. Six berths had been made astern, and what had been the the, the after part of the main hold. The set of cabins were only joined to gallery, forecast by spread passage on the port side. It had been originally meant that Captain Mr Arrow, Hunter, Joyce and the Doctor, the was occupied these six berths. Now Red Roof and I were going to get two of them. Mr. Arrow the captain were to sleep on deck of the companionship which had been enlarged, on every side till it might almost have been called it roundhouse. Very low it was still, of course, but there was room swaying two hammocks and even the mate seemed pleased with the arrangement. Even he perhaps had been doubtful as to the crew but that's only guess. But yes, you shall hear. We have not too long the benefit. Of his opinion. They all had, were hard at work changing the powder and baths. The last one or two, Long John, Sil- Long John, along with them, came off in the shoreboat. Well, Cook came up to the side like a monkey for cleverness. As soon as he saw what was doing, it's all old, mate, says he. What's this? They're changing the powder, Jack, answers one. Why buy powders? cried Long John, John. If they do, we missed the morning tide. My orders, said the captain shortly, you may go below my hand. Hands will want supper. Ay, ay, aye, sir, answered the cook, and touched his forelock. he disappeared at once in the direction of the gallery. There's a good man, Captain, said the doctor. Very well you, sir, replied Captain Smollett. Easy with the men, easy. He ran to the fellow, who was shifting the power and then suddenly observing me, as plain swivel. He carried about ships, a long brass nine. he you ship boy he cried. Out of that, off with you to cook and get some work. Then I was hurrying off I heard him say, quite loudly to the doctor, I have no favourites in my ship. I sure you it was quite the squire's way of thinking. I, I, I hated the captain deeply.